This is Pat Soundbites Unplugged. Unplugged, the podcast where all the artists go to tell it as it is. Careers, music, tours, and more. And here's your host, the man that refuses to eat squid, Pat Calamari. And welcome to another edition of Pat Soundbites Unplugged podcast. I am your host, Pat Calamari. We got a great episode. Episode number 216, that is. And thank you for following me. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button on my YouTube. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and all that. It means so much. Keeping new music alive is what I do. Episode number 216. Returning guest, she is amazing. Nikki Stringfield. You might know her with the Iron Maidens or Heaven Below. But she does have a solo career. And she just released her debut solo record, Apocrypha. I'm hopefully saying it right again, Apocrypha. And it is out, and it is great. A bunch of great tracks. We talk about the songwriting process. This was a Zoom, so you can check that out as well. We talk about the album title, the album artwork. She had a killer album release party in California. We talk about her EP. Harmonies for the Haunted. We talk about her taking the lead in center stage compared to the side of being a guitarist with like the Iron Maidens. We talk about doing why she did the cover of Seal's amazing song, Kiss from a Rose. And so much more good stuff. So sit tight. Check it out. Go to her website, and uh, you want to buy this record or buy the bundle. It's even better. As always, live, love, and laugh a lot. This life is way too short. Enjoy the incredible Nikki Stringfield. What's up, everybody? This is Nikki Stringfield, and you're listening to Pat Soundbites Unplugged. Hey, live on Pat Soundbites Unplugged podcast, keeping new music alive. Is what I do, and man, I've been waiting for this for a long time. I got the T-shirt, I got the backdrop, and I got her on the on-deck circle. So happy for singer, well, I could say certainly singer, songwriter, amazing guitarist, um, mother of Rolo, Luna, Lucy, I think. She's got her own signature guitar. She's in the Iron Maidens. And my goodness, she just put out her debut album, as you see all over me, Apocrypher. Apocrypher. I keep, I, man, Nikki, I track practice for a long time. Apocrypher. And she had a release party. It all came out September 28th. And we're going to talk to Nikki in a second about all of that great stuff. But you know what I do? I always play the video and her video of Where the Demons Lie rocks and for me it's all about the analytics and supporting people like nikki and her husband her great hundred husband patrick Tennyson, and heaven below we'll talk a little bit about that but right now time to crank it up because this album is a killer check this video out and certainly please hit the subscribe button to support nikki
Unbelievable. Every time I look into your eyes, Nikki, I can feel it. Come on back. There she is. And, and. and she's got all kinds of company. Rolo. <laughs> Rolo's got more followers than I do, I think. But that's all okay. You look great. <laughs> I see. Is that Luna and Lucy behind you? Luna. And this is Lucy here. They might, Excellent. you know. Yeah, well, they, they. Great, they, uh, to, great to see so you, man. Here. It's so good to see you. Oh, my out. goodness. I have been playing this amazing album. I mean, my goodness, Nikki. When we, when you first did this, I got number 44. I think uh, I don't know if you can say it. I got the album number forty-four signed. I got the CD, and I remember we talked, and uh, it was great. And you were like, "Man, I'm a singer. I don't know. Oh my god, it's like bringing me outside something I've never done before." And look at you now is uh, is pretty amazing. Thank you. It's been a crazy couple of years, that's for sure. We've uh, we've uh, ventured into many new things. So you look so you go ahead, hon. Oh, I, that just keeps it interesting for me. I, I, I like to venture out and try new things. You look so confident before I get into all of that. I got to say, and you saw my promo video, the bundle is amazing. I can't Thank applaud you. you enough for this. I mean, I get a lot of stuff and I buy a lot of stuff to support incredible artists like yourself. But, I mean, you went all out. It's personalized. The guitar pick, the magnet, the photos. I got the more Nikki Stringfield and heaven below something. I do have my buddy Billy Gibbons and ZZ Top. But it's all good. I got heaven below. One of my favorite albums. Rest in Pieces. Yeah. I got this guy. I got the living room. I got everything. I think you got everything in that bundle, but Rolo. But I mean it. You know, you did a really good job. And as a fan, I mean, when you open, when you get something like you didn't, I didn't get like the package that the Amazon guy just throws on my deck. I go, look at this box, nicely done, neat. So thank you. It means a lot to me, and I think it means a lot for people when you spend money, you know, how whatever it costs. That when you get something, you go person really took the time to think this out and do the right thing so thank you oh thank you i you know patrick and i both we're so thankful that people support music and that you know we have fans that that buy our music and want to buy physical merchandise still like cds especially you know a lot of people we don't have cd players in our cars or our laptops anymore but yet people are still buying cds so you know we really want to make sure that people are happy with what they get and so like i said we're just so thankful that people still support music because it's you know it's rough out there so thank you thank you i, I don't i don't think i want to get rid of my car because it's got a cd player I can't Mine picture myself. Yeah, <laughs> I can't picture myself putting a thumb drive in because I don't know what's on it. You know, I got a million thumb drives, and I'm like, is this Nikki? Is this Ian Murray? You know, it's like that's why I like the CD. For me to do this type of work, I want to have the product to sell it to help sell it. Um, yeah, I'm a vinyl guy too, but I mean, I got a million CDs and vinyl. But anyway, how did you come up with the name? 
I mean, I practiced this name a million times. And if I read correctly, like a bib biblical literature, but I also read it means like to hide away. So where did this come from? Yeah, so I know you're not the only one. A lot of people do not know how to say it. They've never heard of it. So I, I had no idea. Um, I just, you know, harmonies for the haunted is quite a mouthful. So I wanted just a one word, easy thing for for this new album. And I was watching a documentary or something one night. I, I can't remember what it was. I like weird, I like history mixed with weird stuff. So I, it might've been ancient aliens. I'm not sure. But they were talking about the Apocrypha which is what they call the texts that were left out and forbidden from the Bible. I forget how many there are. And uh, I was like, oh, that sounds really cool, the ap Apocrypha. But if you look at the actual, like the literal translation from Greek means forbidden or forbidden texts. So I thought that sounded really cool. And I was like, Apocrypha. Yeah. It, it, and then it kind of sounds like apocalyptic. And I wanted to do an Egyptian type theme because I've, I've always been obsessed with ancient Egyptian stuff. So we kind of did an Egyptian theme with Apocrypha. Nice. And the album cover is explosive. Whoever did the album work did a great job. I know you're into the the um the scales all over the place that uh, yeah. oh, it looks really great. Thank you. It's it's the same guy. His name is Tristan Great Rex and he's in the UK. He's from He's the same guy who did all of my stuff for Harmonies for the Haunted. He has literally created everything. So like my main logo thing, the skull with the two guitars, he helped create that. He's He created everything that you see in the bundles. And he's he's so amazing. Um, he's, he's helped so much. I gave him some of the ideas for this one. I wanted it to be a little darker in contrast to Harmonies. Harmonies has the blue and the purples. So I wanted this one to be more dark with the yellows and the reds and oranges. So he's, he, yeah. So a huge thank you to Tristan. None of this would be possible without him. He hit it out of the park. I mean, and, and why find somebody else when they're doing such a great job like this and you're happy and it's exactly. exciting. And then you get that. I mean, yeah, I would, I would not lose his number. The album release party. I mean, you gotta be on edge going. Is this really happening? Were you able to play the whole album? Almost. We did um, the first 10 songs. So we did uh, No Surrender through Wasting Away. We played all of them. And then we also played some from Harmonies for the Haunted because I had never done a live show electric as a full band with any of my original stuff. We've done some of the songs acoustic or unplugged, but I wanted to throw in some of the older songs too. Um, so we did, it was 13 songs. We did 13 songs. So it, uh, it Yeah, because I, I remember um, as Chaos Consumes, like your first single back in yeah. like, you know, six, 2017 or so. And I said, well, I, how I interpreted was you found a home for where the song could be because it wasn't on harmonies. So I said, well, she put it in here because it kind of it really fits in well with the album. Yeah, I a lot of people love that song. And so I felt like it needed to go on a CD on a on a full album. And we re-recorded it because like I said that was my very first song that I ever did. So it wasn't the same, you know, didn't have the same sonic fidelity. It didn't didn't sound as good. So we re-recorded it. We pretty much kept it almost same to the original. I think we changed the bridge a little bit, but yeah, it, I'd had a good oh, home there. 
we did play that. Ass. Yeah, no, I, I said, man, it's got a nice home. She had it out there, and you know, it kind of fits well. I mean, having Patrick, you know, uh, uh, your husband on your side of the table, and he's an amazing singer. My goodness, I don't think he gets enough credit. I know when I talk to him, you know, he's really humble. He's so funny. <laughs> He could be a comedian when I watch his stuff on Instagram. He always has me rolling. But to have him had to be such a great advantage for somebody to go, look, you got this. You can do it. Get in front of the microphone, you know, and it had to help so much to prepare me now in the front of the stage in front of everybody. Although you and Pat have obviously done acoustic shows together. Uh, and you, I think you did a one or two shows by yourself when he was on tour, but still for the whole band and everybody to see the spotlight on you and how to have some advantage to have Pat to be very supportive and give you help on what to do, what not to do. And you've been around, you, you've seen it. This isn't your first rodeo. Well, the, the acoustic shows, especially if, if I had not been doing those, because that's in a way more raw because especially I've done three, the three hour sets by myself and there's nothing uh, more terrifying or raw than getting up there with an acoustic and just your voice. And there's nothing to hide behind. There's not a drummer. There's not a bass. You're up there by yourself. And so to me that I, I told myself, if I can do that, I can do anything. Yeah. So that helped so much in getting up there and playing, you know, Patrick handles so many of the backing vocals and and so he really takes it over the top and and just recording like when we were in the studio he I couldn't have done it without him because he helps he helps with the lyrics when I'm stuck you know he does a lot of the he added a bunch of the filling the fill guitars and really put a lot of layers to it so that when we played it live it sounds full and really brought the songs to life did he help you with the vocals go up go down you know go. Oh, yeah. when you listen to the album it's so smooth your voice for all the songs there's no struggle you get i mean i got it like you didn't try to do something different you know yourself when you listen to harmonies and then you listen to this it's all you you didn't like go into trying to be a screamer you didn't go into trying to be quiet you were just you were yourself you could i felt you could see the feel the confidence in you that this these are my babies and it comes off really well. Thank you. There were some songs that I I totally had finished in my head. Like Lunacy was the first one we did vocally. And I knew kind of exactly what I wanted to do on that one. That one was pretty much in my head done. But then it came to songs like No Surrender, where I was kind of like, I'm kind of stuck here. Uh, what do we do? And so we really kind of wrote that one together and came up with the melodies together. And he helped so much to figure out the harmony intervals and everything and kind of was like, Oh, try this, seeing it, seeing this harmony like this. So we're really a good, a good team when it comes to the songwriting and, and um, just, yeah, we just work great as a team. And the harmonies are perfect. They're spot on both of you is like, you could never tell the difference. I mean, obviously maybe they cranked up your mic a little higher than Pat's, but when you're both singing together, it's like spotless. So a lot of credit to him. I want to talk about the songs. I mean, the lyrics, your vocals, the guitar riff. I mean, every time I play it, 
I find a different song that I love more than the other one. I mean, the spell. I mean, oh my God, if I played the spell a hundred times, I might have to buy a vinyl from you because the CD's taking a beat and um, the guitar solo in the, in the spell is like, holy crap, Nikki. Thank you. Thank you. That one, um, let me see, that one, I think we we kind of collaborated on that one a lot. I had the the solo just kind of came from the idea of the the chorus melodies and everything. So I just kind of mimicked the the sing along chorus on the guitar for that one, and it's a much more simplified solo. Which to me sometimes just the the simplified solos are easier to remember in your head, and because you can kind of sing along with them too. So I wanted to change it up in the songs. I wanted more guitar driven songs like no surrender chaos consumes stuff like that and i wanted the more catchier ones too where it's more just kind of sing along just easily remember like easily memorable songs and ah, the, spell the, is the, the vocals the riff they have all hooked i mean i fell in love i mean it gives me goosebumps sweet insanity i'm like Boy, I like when you listen to the words and read the words and listen to you sing it. It's like, oh my goodness, somebody. This is a bad, this is like, oh my goodness. It's like, but it, like I said, it's radio friendly. You could, you know, play all these tracks. That was a. I fell in love with that song for a while too. I mean, it's all very good. How did you decide on one of my favorites, Seal, Kiss from a Rose? I mean, I was floored. When I first got it and went over it, I said, it's from a rose. I'm like, oh, I got to play that first. <laughs> I played that first and I go, well, she hit it out of the park. It is one of my favorite songs. And uh, how did, what made you select that song compared to, you know, the millions that are out there that you said that you could have put in? Yeah, I've, I've just been obsessed with that song ever since I was little. I love that song. I've always loved singing along to it. And so I was, I've been wanting to cover it for forever. And finally, I was like, we're going to do this. I, I'm going to rock it up, make it my own. I went and I looked at all of the covers. Of course, there's a million covers of the song. But right. a lot of them, just, they kind of try to stick to the original. You know, there's so many, in Seal's version, there's so many vocal layers going on because it's a very vocal song. And so I, we decided let's do a lot of guitar harmonies instead of where a lot of the the vocals go. So we kind of, we, we wanted to do the acoustic thing at first, you know, where you think it's gonna be a softer song and then come in with the, the harmonized dueling guitars. And we played that one live. And I, you know, the, the album release was a day before the actual album came out. And so I could tell, you know, looking at the audience when we played that, when they realized what song it was, they were just kind of, everybody was like, Oh, <laughs> so and I thought it would be uh, unexpected, you know, because it's not a metal song. It's not really a rock song. So I figured we could turn it into a rock song. So I liked I love hearing that people were very unexpected, you know, had no yeah, idea. No. And but I think it's good. It shows a different side of you. You don't have to be. I mean, when I thought about the song, I wrote my notes are like it's a rock album. It's got a darkness and edge to it. Um, it's got an awesome flow, as I mentioned, your vocals, the guitar riff. Um, and yeah, even with Kiss, it fits in. It's not, you know, something that really out in left field. And I always thought it was a, I said, man, this could be a difficult song to sing. 
you know, he takes it when you listen to him singing, but I think you hit it out of the park. You did write when I opened the um cover of the CD, this is like you know a three-year journey. Did you know, um, did you have a lot of these done prior to COVID or before even harmonies? Was it on the shelf? Because I know when you said, look, I, I want to do an album. That's for harmonies. I got to do an album. So were these recent? Were they old? Were they, where did they all come from? Um, let's see, harmonies came out October, almost Halloween of 2019. So pandemic hit, we didn't really get to do much with that since we were stuck at home after that. So most of these songs were written during the pandemic when we were stuck at home. We had nothing to do. We couldn't go anywhere especially here in Los Angeles, it was very, I mean, we were on lockdowns, you know, there were riots, there were fires. It was, it was crazy. So it was really, a, you know, a wild time where we had no idea what, what was going to happen in the future. So lyrically, a lot of those songs came about out of that, just not knowing what was going to happen. The world is crazy. Politics are crazy. Everybody's going crazy, you know, like lunacy is just, blame. everybody just wants to blame each other um, and not ever look at themselves for any kind of blame. Um, uh, Flesh and Bones, any of these kind of songs really came from that. Sweet Insanity, I, that one was written a long time ago and I honestly had forgot about it. I think I went um, kind of just digging through some of my demos and I was like, oh, I forgot I was writing that one. So that one had been fully written lyrically a long time ago, past relationship. But besides that one and Chaos, um, all of those, all of them were written pretty much during the pandemic and touring started back up again before we really got to finish them. So that's what really took a long time was, you know, most of them were skeletons, pieces. Um, but once, I mean, we, we recorded the drums last year, um, April or May, and then it really just took the next year to get all the guitars and the vocals and everything done because between Patrick and I schedule it. It's it's hard to find more than two days at home together to really get things done. <laughs> so, but we we picked a date and we made it happen. Uh, we just picked uh, whatever we we did the album release based around the album release show because we're like if we don't do it on this date, it's not going to happen this year. But we made it happen. When you go back and I'm sure you've listened to it. I mean, when you got it all done. I mean, did you, was there a tear in your eye where you're like, oh my goodness, I actually did this? Oh man, it, it's it's surreal now that it's released because we, we've been working up to this for forever and uh, it's crazy that it's done. I was so happy once it was done. It was really a labor of love because trying to get the mixes to where you like it, uh, the artwork and everything, just trying to get everything to come together. It's really, that's the hardest part is the music is the fun part. It's uh, it's all of the release logistics, especially since I have done it all on my own. We've done it all on our own. And so that's, that's where it's like, okay, well, the music's done. Oh boy. Now it's the, we got to figure out the release, you know, the, the getting it up online, the Spotify, getting the CDs printed, trying to make it all happen in one date. So once, once the album release show is done, we went and we had a bottle of champagne. My parents flew out for it. We, you know, then it was finally kind of like, okay, now we can breathe a little bit. That's excellent. And then you get sick, right? You're like, I'm so yeah. drawn out and dehydrated. 
from running, doing everything. Everybody wants to talk to you. The yeah, the pets, the tour, I am dated back and forth, this and that. And then you like it's like a wedding, like you get married and the wedding day, you don't even remember it. It's like when we get home, yeah. we're looking at each other, go, did we just do this? And then the next day, it's like, okay, we're back. <laughs> but it's like, you know, the pictures and everybody want to hug you and doing crazy stuff. But uh, I'm just, I'm look, I'm, ex- I'm so excited for you. Um, and back to the songs, Nikki, really quick. Does it start with the lyrics or do you just come up with a riff? And, you know, between you and Patrick going, let's go this way, let's go that way. I mean, it's not an easy, I mean, ever, people I talk to all the time, artists like you said, said oh, Joe Walsh said to me, you know, write a song. And I'm like, I probably write a song. I don't think it'll be famous. I'll think about a breakup a hundred years ago. But um, how did, how was the songwriting process for you guys? Um, It's different for me for every song. Uh, some like for example, where the demons lie, I sat down and wrote this the the entire song musically in a couple of hours. Wow. I had no idea what vocals were gonna be. I was like, well, here's this song, and that usually doesn't happen. Usually I will hear a chorus vocal harmony in my head and I'll sit down and I'll write the song around the vocals. But so it totally depends on the song. Um, like Flesh and Bones, I remember I had the riff and I wrote the whole song out musically so it, it totally depends on the song sometimes i'm inspired by the riff and the music and other times i write around the vocal melodies in my head um what do i got here uh i got notes i got this whole piece of paper with notes all, all over the place i gotta talk to you about um you know i i, I think i mentioned to you before a lot of my friends i don't I'm not a musician go you ask gear questions well i know that you got the sector Signature Nikki Stringfield A S F R S and all that good stuff. I got it. Patrick, congratulations to Pat getting one on out there's two signatures in the house, which is really cool. Was that the only guitar that you used for the whole album? Or were you able to jump and try different because you knew what kind of sound you wanted to go with a lot of the tracks? We actually used a lot of different guitars on the album. The like the meat and potatoes, that was my signatures. Um, so actually this green one here, um, this was because some of the songs are in standard tuning and the majority of them are in drop C. So this is my main drop C guitar. It was a custom one designed for me before I got my signature model. So this one recorded most of or all of the drop C songs. And then we actually used a bunch of we just whatever guitars were kind of in Patrick's studio we 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 used a lot of different ones I, there's a picture somewhere I took a picture with all of the guitars we used I know we okay. used a chef, uh, Corsair of uh, Robin Sanders um, we used a baritone we used a lot of different guitars to get like different sounds and, and different pedals and stuff but you know we we always use our Kempers but we did use some pedals to get some of the the effects like on flesh and bones and stuff. I know you, I got here. Um, you got a show lined up January 28th out in Vegas with John five. And I, and I'm like, Oh my God, I hope she goes out and tours this, but logistically it's gotta be a nightmare because Pat with Lita Ford and you with the maidens are like, yeah, you would love to go out and come to New York and come everywhere. But 
it's so difficult, right? I mean, that's pretty much that the biggest challenge there. Yeah, and it's not even just logistically. I mean, touring is very expensive. You know, it's it's the just the cost of gas, the cost of renting vans that I've seen, you know, from the maidens. It's it's very expensive, and we would love to go. Obviously, we would love to go everywhere. It's my my dream and ultimately my goal to be able to focus on the solo music. Um, so maybe one day for now we're, we're trying to fit in solo shows when we can. I have two, two solo shows in Arizona in December. So we are doing shows when we can. It's just, um, it comes down to a matter of this is all on me. Um, it's my project. So it all, I'm also the financier, you know, I have to make sure I can pay these guys, uh, you know, it's a solo artist thing. So it's, it makes it difficult. Of course we want to go everywhere, but it just have, we have to see what, what we can work out. I said to one artist, I'm like, he had, you know, an all-star lineup and the album came out great. And I go, but what do you do for tours? And he's like, I can't put these people in a super eight motel. <laughs> we cost me, they, they all got to be in a Marriott in a Paramount suite, you know, and then we all have different bands and, yeah. um, you know, pretty much everybody does it just to, hey, I want to try something different, work with somebody and boom, they got the magic and it and it all works out, which is uh, which is outstanding. We got the Iron Maidens. I know you got a, a bunch of shows coming up in Northern California. How's Courtney doing? I do follow her on Instagram, and I think she's doing well with um, what's the name? Burning Witches. Burning Witches. And and I don't know. I'm not too familiar with the uh, young lady that took her spot. Uh, well, we're we're just having subs right now, so we have Shawnee Kimmelman filling in right now, and she's been amazing. She'll be with us at least through the end of the year. And any so, feedback from uh, any feedback from the girls? Like, how are little Nikki made it? You're the youngest one. They would always say when I get to see you guys and front stage, you get awesome feedback from the girls supporting you. Oh, absolutely. Kirsten and Linda came out to the show, of course. Oh, yeah. They're no they're, pressure, right? Now you got to see all these. <laughs> I know. It's like, oh, this is weird. I'm going to be playing in front of you guys. But yeah, they're they're all extremely supportive. Of course, they bought the album, um, Wanda too. So yeah, and Shawnee was there. They were all there. Excellent. So, yeah, that means the world to me. We're like, a, we're truly like a family. And I wrote down New Heaven Below, I think maybe possibly came in the package. Are we, uh, again, logistically trying to wrap that up? It's a date on the calendar on the wall. If we don't do it, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Yeah. <laughs> we are looking at a hopefully early release next year. Um, Patrick has a lot of the songs done or close to being done right now. Um, I think we're getting into the studio next week in between our gigs for me to lay down vocals and guitars. A lot of the drums are already done. A lot of the vocals and everything. It's a lot of my stuff. <laughs> we we said as soon as we get my thing out of the way, because it was, you know, it's been craziness. We're going to go full steam ahead with the Seven Below album. And so it'll probably be out sooner than you think. I can't wait. I'm excited. Um, like I said, I, I think I got them all, but... Rest in pieces is like wow. I said to Patrick on the 
you guys you guys killed it in the in this and you know you took advantage of the covid um i remember a buddy of mine i posted your video of chop suey when uh you guys were in the living room and we all had covid and he's a big fan now he's like who are they he's like it's the best version i've ever heard and he couldn't thank me enough for putting it out there on facebook or one of there i said oh my god you got to listen to this and he called me he's like again where do i get that so uh yeah no before i let you go I, like i said it's it's always a pleasure um thank you now we have to finally connect and not be ill talk to me about this writers and rockers coffee company yes i'm so so stoked because i love coffee i cannot live without coffee um friend steve hill from canada reached out to me recently about getting in touch with the owner robert and so i've just been in talks with the owner and creator of rockers and riders and they have a great roster of tracy guns orianthi many other awesome musicians um on their roster and we created a little signature blend it's 75 percent dark roast uh 25 percent medium with some ethiopian cinnamon bark and it's whole bean and so when you grind it up it's got this little cinnamon hints in there and uh i believe he just started shipping out orders like we just uh announced it yesterday so we're really i super saw cool. that i'm like look at this this is pretty cool did they give you a chance to did they interview you say what what do you like what don't you like did they give you samples and you give oh. them a little bit more direction on what's your what's your taste looking for what you're looking for out of it yeah yeah we we created it based around like what what i like i like the dark roast i usually like a little hint of cinnamon in there so that's kind of what we went with we went with a mostly dark roast and it's, it's funny because i went to see what everybody else had done and it seems like us musicians like our dark roasts nothing so, nothing wrong with that right so yeah i'm really excited i hope everybody likes it because I'm sure they will. And I thought it was cool that you went to the um, processing plant for your vinyl. And uh, I think you got a chance to actually pull the thing down and, and, and see the, see your actual project. I mean, that, I mean, you walk out of there going, did I just do that? I, I wasn't expecting to do that. <laughs> I was kind of scared. I was like, Oh, cause I don't think I'm supposed to be allowed to do that. But, but uh, Liz, uh, the owner of Erica Records, she's amazing and she's so supportive. And her little dog Elvis, I love going there. And and they're just, it's such a, it's just such an amazing company. And um, you know, I just get to drive out and pick up the vinyl and see it, and actually get to talk to the people. And they've done, they've done vinyl for like any band you can think of. They have all these picture discs from Maiden and any band you can think of. They've probably done it. And so for them to, I thought they were just going to go let me see them coming off the plant, but I was not expecting to get to actually <laughs> press a vinyl. And um, I, I got to keep that one. So she sent me home with that one. So it's really cool that that was a crazy experience that I don't think most people get to do. So yeah, no, you see the artists, they're always like, it came in the mail. You see them unpackage it and they're all excited. And here you are like, yeah, I'm like that is that. <laughs> That is awesome. Well, I think I covered everything, Nikki. I'm like, you know, the pets are good. Patrick is good. The album is fantastic. Um, 
We talked about the Schechter's guitar. We talked about John Five. And you did say you have dates coming up in December in Arizona. If you want to just say where they are so everybody could. Uh... It's um, December 8th and 9th with my solo band. And it's uh, Glendale and Tucson. So outside of Phoenix and Tucson. And it's, I know both shows are opening for the Burning Witches. And I know one of them has our friends in an ACDC tribute that the Maidens play with a lot called the Jack. So it's going to be a good time. Oh, I am. Look, I can't get a smile off my face. I am so, so happy for you. Your biggest fan in here in New York, rocking everything that you do and not trying to drive you crazy. But I mean, you hit it out of the park. Go to Nikki-Stringfield.com where you can you, you can purchase everything there like I did. I'm so happy. I couldn't. I had to do that promo. I'm like, oh, I got to do this. Like, I got stuff everywhere, but not like how you guys, how you handled it. And to personalize it, I mean, it's like an autograph, everything. It's like, you know, I, as I said before, people, um, times are tough and people want to support. And uh, when you get something like that, you know that folks took the time to do the right thing. And you certainly did the right thing. I hope to see the maidens back in the Northeast here sometime. All right, you're the last venue that you were at that the sound was, oh my God, I'll never forget that. Has been sold, and everybody's fingers are crossed that the new owner will put the money into the uh, legendary venue and get it back to where it needs to be and get you guys back or have you at Harold's house or any other places that we have around here or new york city that'd be great i hope so what what was that venue again it was called the chance yes oh i didn't realize it sold okay yeah they they just sold it they got a few more shows at the end of the year and then that's a wrap but there's a gentleman an investor that bought a lot of buildings in the city of, of poughkeepsie and they talking about putting a hotel right next door to the chance it was a furniture uh, business that uh, moved. So the gentleman purchased that. So there'd be a hotel right, apparently, right next across when you walk out. And um, really just trying to clean up a little bit of the city. But the the Chance venue, I mean, from Kiss in the early 70s, ACDC, everybody has played there. It's um, sadly the owner, the owner's sister uh, passed right during the whole COVID thing. And uh, there's nobody really a chance to run it, but it it needs a good um, about a million dollars worth of renovation work for the bathrooms and the green rooms and stuff like that. And I remember meeting you the sound check. Uh, you guys, you could you like been everywhere, but this was like, oh, we gotta go and I catch up to you after the show, which we were able to do. Mickey, thank you so much for your time. Congratulations! I hope you. Enjoying the crazy chat as we always have. Always, always. Thank you so much for having with me and working with my crazy schedule. Yeah, no, I want everybody to go out and buy this. You will certainly not be disappointed. And I'm not saying that because I love what she does, but I'm telling you, I, I, this is like, this is so, so cool. You put it in, you put it on a thumb drive. Maybe that's what we got to do, Nikki's getting the business of putting music on thumb drive because no more CDs, or you can go out and buy the vinyl. And you can also get the vinyl for Harmony for the Horn, number 44. Very proud. Eightfold vinyl for Apocrypha is coming soon as well. So we're working Excellent. on that. 
she's got the one that she did. So now she'll let everybody know. I I just wish I lived closer, Nikki, because I would be at every show supporting you. And I'm said my best to Patrick. I hope to catch a Lita Ford show and see Patrick. Um, that would be a blast. It's on my to-do list. Absolutely. He says hello. Okay. And Rolo and Luna and Lacey. Lucy. I got them all. I think I got them all. <laughs> yeah. I'm just so impressed. <laughs> hey, come on. You got, you know, if you gotta do if you're gonna do this, you better know the whole family. Nikki, thank you so much. Have a great, great day. And I'll talk with you soon. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks for watching. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button.